Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Well, hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here tonight. This month's theme is harvest. And um, we're, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Lamas or uh, Lunasa, um, which is one of the witch's Sabbaths. It's a court, uh, cross-quarter seasonal holiday connecting with nature. Um, and first we should just kind of catch up here um for for me recently um i went out to breakfast with a couple of my festival committee people here in milwaukee um and we were talking about we have a pagan pride festival coming up in september and the witch's ball coming up at the end of october and um those plants believe it or not seem to be moving along fairly well. I haven't been able to to be at the festival meetings as much lately, but they they seem like things are going along rather smoothly, which is um, not how things always go. So I was really, really happy to hear that. Um, And so all week I've been kind of working on candles and doing readings. And um, today I'm wearing um, my moonstone. Um, pennant, and I plan to do a little ritual and um, walk um, in the moonlight later on um, and just kind of absorb that super moon energy. Mm. How mm. about you, Elvira? Well, um, it's been a busy week as well. I've had, um, you know, ups and downs, and, and we've got lots of hot weather and thunderstorms coming in and I had to take all my flags down because we had like 50 mile an hour winds. So oh. I didn't want one of my flag poles coming out and going into my neighbor's window or something. But, um, so it's been interesting. And I guess for me, I just looked at, um, some of the, there's weird. I don't. I don't know. We're we're getting a reverb, so I don't know. I don't think it's on my end because I'm not hearing it. But um, we were, our our cauldron person made a point of that, so I guess we need to be a little bit conscious of that. Um, okay. But basically, <laughs> uh, it's just been you know a, a standard week of pushing through things, and um, oh, I see. Never mind. Uh, he basically, you know, my, my dogs, my, my neighbors have been really nice, uh, helping me out. They, they told me, get your flags in. So they called me. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. Trying, yeah. I was trying to deal with the dogs cause they didn't like the thunder. So, I mean, I, I, you know, it's one of those things you see a movie, you know, the, 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 the person goes out and the wind's blowing and they're grabbing the thing, <laughs> you know, so if I thought of that as being very dramatic and. I'm sure right, interesting, right. but, um, and you know, my personal <laughs> things have been getting kind of 
ready for this for the show and realizing what have I harvested? What have I I put? You know, what is my first harvest? And I'll have to say it's rebooting mm-hmm. the show for sure. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, what a neat what a neat thought. Yeah, considering <laughs> it had a definite like fallow time and it was it was waiting mm-hmm. and so you know and having you as the co-hostess it's like it grew better and we're you know we're doing better and we're you know we're you know it's strong we're both strong and we're doing something and I feel really good about how it's moving forward so I I just on air want to say thank you Deb oh well back (laughs) at you yeah I'm 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 very excited about this and I think anytime you create something whether it's you know a show or a book or you know, a ritual or whatever. It's like your baby, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you've taken the time and put your energy into and, you know, yeah. launched it. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we've done we've done really good getting her off the ground and getting her to the toddling, well, well, toddling stage. Um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> definitely an interesting process so i mean uh, and mm-hmm. doing it literally on lunasa is is just oh. i don't know it seems so uh propitious and blessed so <laughs> on that note i am going to hand this back to you so that you can start because i know we've got a lot of information and we want to try to squeeze as much of all that into our conference <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this and it is so um I think you use the word auspicious. Um I think it's very cool that um our show falls right on Lunasa or Lamas. And um and it's a full moon. Um mm-hmm. so I guess um this is an ancient Celtic um celebration that was originally celebrated on the first full moon of August and so that just so happens to be tonight um yeah and it's um it's a cross quarter seasonal holiday and it's the first of the three harvest um festivals and um and it honors the first the first harvest so it's kind of like about the peak of um the peak of summer but the days are growing shorter and so mm-hmm. it's on the witch's calendar i guess you could say that you know that's marking like the end of summer um although mm-hmm. most of us probably don't feel like that until we get into you know until september maybe with kids going back to school and that sort of stuff but um mm-hmm. yeah so i always like to know the story behind um each of the um the Sabbaths or the celebrations. And the one for Lamas I I really like. It's um in um it's Celtic. Um and in the early history of Ireland, um there were many battles and um they had different invading tribes and this was recorded in something called the Book of Invasions. Um so in, in the book it tells of a battle between an ancient uh violent and a monstrous race of beings called the Fomorians, and um, and another supernatural um, race known as uh, um, the Tuatha de Danann, um, or some people say that they're the Fae. Um, anyway, so uh, Lou's grandfather, um, he was a Fomorian, and he was named, I really love this name, it's Baylor of the Evil Eye. <laughs> mm. I mean, what better name can you have for, like, someone who's a villain? Um, so really? Baylor of the Evil Eye was his grandfather. And the grandfather was given a prophecy that his grandchild would murder him. So what did Baylor of the Evil Eye do? Um, he held his daughter prisoner in a cave. Mm-hmm. But while she was in the cave... <laughs> He got knocked up by one of the uh-huh. Tuatha and gave birth to triplets. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, Baylor went and killed off two of the triplets and 
Alu survived and later went on to lead the Tuatha in battle and killed uh, Baylor of the Evil Eye. And so they had uh, a victory, and uh, Lun- Lunasa became associated with Lu after, um, or because he hosted a harvest fair in honor of his foster mother, the earth goddess um, Tailtu. Um, mm-hmm. So the mythology of uh, Lunasa is associated with um, reaping what has been sown. Um, and um, lots of times um, one of the features um, that are used a lot is the harvesting of grain. And so um, corn, wheat, barley, um, those are, you know, those feature really big in in um, the celebration of llamas. Um, but so who, Lou, he's... Um, a sun god, and he's multi-talented. He's a patron um, of like very creative people, like artisans, musicians, storytellers, um, singers. So you can evoke him to to fuel your creativity. Um, he also was very magical, um, and he's also known in, in some traditions as John Barleycorn or the Green Man. Um, and so what happens is that um, corn dollies are very much associated with um, Lunasa. And um, so with the last, um, well, it doesn't have to be the last, but some people will use like that last corn that's, that's harvested and take the um, the pieces of, of, of that corn and weave it into, um, into a corn dolly. And, um, the corn dolly is like usually kept in a safe place over uh, over the winter time, and then is plowed back into the earth um, in the spring when you're planting the seed again to um, to make sure that you have a good and bountiful harvest later on that year. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of rattling on here. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on Lunasa? Well, you know, it's it's obviously um, it's interesting. You were talking about you know the site and everything, and it brought to mind um, the Greek uh, dynamics of you know um, Uranus and and you know the idea that they you know they swat he swallows his children because he's been told that one of them will you know kill him and take over, and of course Zeus does in the whole process of the new version being the Olympians from, you know, um, the ancient uh, ones. And so I thought that was kind of, you know, really unique and interesting. And uh, it just proves that the story or the myth that of creation, of changes of um, energies of different uh, tribes or beings that come through all have a mm-hmm. similar path, and even the harvest. I mean, we have Cirrus in Greece, who is she is the corn, you know, mm-hmm. the, the harvest goddess. We have the mm-hmm. great uh, the corn grandmother here for you know a lot of the Native American um, indigenous tribes here. Uh, so, and other cultures all have a harvest deity. And when that harvest time, for the most part, the northern hemisphere, obviously, we're kind of putting that as our focus, um, is, you know, this this August time frame as when it's the first time of when the first fruits and the first um, grains are ripened. Mm-hmm. And so there's this sense of, of they want to bless it, and it, it was—it's fascinating. I mean, I was—I was doing the research, and you know, I know this. I know you know different places have different things. I found that, you know, mm-hmm. places—I mean, even the the Germanic and Romanian areas, of, you know, have the same kind of myth and deities of what mm-hmm. it is. And a lot of times, it's for—it's full of the war, like Lug and. And you know uh, the the process there of fighting individual energy to renew mm-hmm. the uh, 
renew the the, uh, the harvest energies. It's also interesting that this is a time frame of um, hand fasting, and in that instance, right. the concept that they the 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 god or the the male deity or the consort of the goddess, the the grain goddess or the the, the harvest goddess, <laughs> you you mm-hmm. have that process that the king in the tribe needs to mate with the with the corn or the the deity of harvest goddess to bring bounty mm-hmm. also so that becomes that other part of the marriage mm-hmm. interaction of you know male female and you know the prodigy being the vegetables the fruit the things that come out of it so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that yeah, that's yeah. kind of brought up mhm so um you know and there's a lot of others that have you know I mean, it's in Africa. It's all over. I was just, you know, I was amazed mm-hmm. when I started seeing the the different um, cultures, communities, mm-hmm. countries, if you want to call them, because a lot of times they were mm-hmm. at that time. But all of these had that same um, sense of wanting to thank the 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 energy of Earth and the Sun for creating. Mm-hmm. The, the harvest and right right so I turn yeah it back to yeah, you I, <laughs> yeah no I'm glad that you um talked about that I um just about I think the stories um that are passed down before you know uh before the written word have a lot of commonalities um to them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. you know that whole story of um and, and it ha- kind of has to do with sacrifice. So you have like um, uh, Lou uh, or the Green Man or John Barleycorn, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, becoming victorious. Um, the celebrations lots of times involve, you know, different games and stuff like that. But ultimately mm-hmm. he sacrificed um, to, um, you know, to to bring um, – uh, future bounty in um for mm-hmm. for everybody and so um and also like um the story with um so there's like the the sun god story or loose story but then there's like the earth mother and um tail um i know her story has to do also with um the whole concept of um sorry um the whole concept of um she cleared the land so that um so that um food you know uh grain and vegetables and stuff could be planted and so um mm-hmm. and you know it, so the the whole llamas um celebration was Lou honoring Tailtu um because she had worked so hard to clear the land that she um that she she died um from that and so it's um like the earth mother um is also sacrificing and um you know um sharing her nutrients from the earth and giving um giving to everybody and i like the the whole concept of like appreciating um the earth and what we reap from it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. also can you know kind of go to us personally like what what we we put out there, uh, what we sow, and then also coming back into what we reap from mm-hmm. what we previously put out there, and so it's um, I like how you were saying that about um, you know kind of comparing that to you know what you've sown is is the show like kind of rebirthing the show here, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, I'm so <laughs> grateful you <laughs> to be doing it with you and. Um, so I think that there's, you know, so many different levels of what um of what a celebration like this means. Um you know, I'm staring out my backyard window right now as I'm talking and there's just like everything is in full bloom. And, you know, mm-hmm. some things are starting to brown up a little bit and they're getting like just kind of past their peak. Um right. but I think it's really cool, like for um wherever you live. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I know that there's different like plants and um, herbs and stuff like that that are are correlated, like generally correlated with um, Lunasa. But um, mm-hmm. I think that it's really wise to just you know to be in touch with the earth and the place um, where you live, and to look at what's in bloom now around you. And you know those are those are your um, your correlated plants or correlated herbs <laughs> that you can right, you know right. put place on your altar you know maybe along with the corn dolly or um, other things that you might be putting on there. <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. because even even okay, we've been talking about more ancient cultures. And you have to realize that as the culture shifted, for instance, you know, Rome became more, you know, Christian, more Catholic, more, you know, focused (laughs) on, you know, the story there that you Mm -hmm. had St. Peter taking on the same kind of energy as Luke in his own, you know, in his myth, in his story, and eventually you know, bringing that process to sacrifice and then going mm-hmm. into, you know, the process of um, renewal. And even mm-hmm. the, the Judaic tradition, the Jewish tradition, took on the mm-hmm. same concept with uh, Jesus and, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. um, the communion and the, the, that whole process mm-hmm. is a shift into that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, I'm just saying it's, you notice how things the shift theme. and modify mm-hmm. and change, but still stay the same in the basics underneath. Right, right. Yeah. 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 You know what the beautiful thing is, is? I don't think any of those stories are wrong. I think that Correct. They, I think our stories evolve into different shapes and different ways of looking at things as we, as we evolve and move along. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's I think that's pretty. Um, I like how you're like just bringing out like some of the commonalities between different cultural, different religious um, types of backgrounds and how they relate with similar stories. Of course, and you know it's um, it's also why can you can be this kind of person. You can work with this kind of energy and have an understanding of it, be it through one religion or one belief system, um, one tradition, Mm -hmm. but all of them come from the same source process of living on this earth. And there are things that come to pass. And um, (laughs) I just, I found that to be the, the most intriguing of all of what I was looking at because of course I'm very partial to Luke and the Celtic tradition and you know all these things but I found this mm-hmm. other part began to kind of get woven in and I was really I was I was going yes that's where we need to see that we all feel this particular energy whether it's called this or another thing it's still that mm-hmm. same energy and you know, I I glory in the idea of, you know, and, and the sacrifice. There's that sacrifice. I mean, there's a sacrifice of time and energy and, and uh, you know, focus for us to put this radio mm-hmm. show on. And, you know, for all of us, for all three of us that do this. And I, that in itself is part <laughs> of the same kind of thing. I'll, I'll get off my, my podiums here and, and back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, you know what? That is so, so great that you that you said that. You know, because lots of times I think that I I'm a person that can be like really hard on myself sometimes, and I'll just like I'll do a lot of things, and I won't even like really take stock of what I'm doing, and kind of acknowledging like, hey, you know, this is like pretty awesome what I'm doing, you know, or what mm-hmm. we're doing, um, and just um, yeah, and I really, I really do believe that um, what we put out, you know, is what we reap, and so it's so, so um, vital, like to um, to kind of keep your energy positive, and and um, you know, I was just uh, listening 
Oh, wait, no, we got to go for a break in a couple of minutes here. Yeah. Um, but just um, I was hearing some um, somebody talking um, up just about studies um, they had done and comparing like um, people with positive mindsets versus negative mindsets and how um, how much that impacted like their physical health. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just also connected. <laughs> right, that, um, right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure, but we need to, you know, we have maybe, I think, what, a couple of minutes. So is there anything you want to say mm-hmm. before we, we go ahead and, and break for our commercial, which I always love listening to that gene music. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I was going to add a couple little things about um, different um, deities, but you actually covered up so much more when you were talking about, like, the different um, different cultures and different religions having mm-hmm. similar themes. And just this whole time, it's um, I always kind of feel like this is the sweet spot of uh, of the mm-hmm. summer. You know, I'm I'm in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. so we have long winters here. And just these mm-hmm. um, these final days of, of summer are just really uh, like something to bask in before they're gone. <laughs> right. right, right. Well, yeah. so I think maybe so, we might go from here. You go ahead and, and I'll, I'll just sort of sit and wait for our, our break to go. <laughs> so there's, you know, I don't okay. have anything more right now to babble about. so break on we will (laughs) break on okay you're listening to the witch the priestess and the cauldron a radio podcast on the lmc radio network stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages L-M-C. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays 4 to 5.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain in syndication, Tuesdays, the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay in syndication Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Okay. We're back. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, I was interested because you were saying you had correspondences. I would like to know about that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, for, um, well, people might vary on this, but for, um, like for colors, um, the colors I associate with uh, Lamas are the colors that are kind of in nature at this time and also, you know, things representing the sun. <clears throat> and so I usually go with like green, uh, yellow or orange, um, maybe gold. Um, lots of times I'll use a gold and silver candle anyway for um, God and goddess. Um, and, and brown because things are starting to kind of turn. Um, they're like a lot of things are kind of just past the ripening um, mm-hmm. or the, you know, their peak state. Um, and then, um, and what I was saying before, like for plants and herbs, I think I like to look local because I think that um, by engaging like with, um, 
you know, I got to tell you, I feel like, and sometimes I feel like this too, but I think that people in general are so disconnected from nature. Um, you know, um, you know, I look at my grandkids sometimes and they're like, I have to tell them, put that phone down, <laughs> you know, and yeah. just, um, we're so connected to technology uh, lately. And I think that that's going to even grow more, but I think it's really, really important to, um, to be connected to nature and the best way to do that is um, with what's locally, like what's around you at the time. And so, um, you know, the grains are traditional for uh, llamas, corn, wheat, and barley. Um, but then just looking around like um, here or when I'm up north, you know, what I see is, you know, uh, raspberries are usually really ripe, uh, blackberries. Um, there's a lot of those, you know, in the Northwoods. Um, also, like Queen Anne's lace is kind of all over the place, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. um, hollyhocks. And so this is almost the time that I'll start, like, as things are starting to uh, go to seed, I'll start collecting the seeds um, from a lot of those plants. And then some of the stones, um, oh, I was going to say calendula, too. Uh, marigolds, um, those are very much like, uh, I think, represent, you know, the sun and lanas. But um, mm-hmm. stones and crystals is, um, well, the first of all, I've got my moonstone on today, you know, and so um, it's a super moon tonight. And so that, to me, means like extra juiciness to the lunar energy mm-hmm. along with lanas. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little walk with my moonstone on and absorb the um, the moon's energy, um, but also um, other um, stones and crystals are like the sunstone, citrine, um, mm-hmm. um, things that have to do with abundance, like moss, agate, um, mm-hmm. carnelian, um, jasper, adventurine. Um, I think those are all like wonderful stones or crystals. Um, to correspond with um, with a llamas celebration, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then I what I've done, and I think I'm going to do it tonight, is that um, when I lay out my altar um, for uh, for llamas, I use um, I set out like um, the um, tarot cards, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put like the wheel of fortune in the middle because we're spinning the wheel of the year. And for the north, uh, I'll put the empress. Um, she's the earth, she represents the earth. Um, and then to the the east, I'll put the magician, um, representing um, the element of air. And for the south, um, in fire, I'll put the sun. And to the west, um, in water, um, I will put the moon. And, um, you know, and then I'll, you know, call upon the elements. And um, But I kind of use those as sometimes I'll put, like, a candle in each direction, you know. Um, sometimes just white or sometimes I'll put, like, the color um, that correlates with that direction uh, for each mm-hmm. candle. But um, I think tonight I'm just going to use my tarot cards. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And you yeah, and something I know about the, the tw- Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said you were going to, you were, you know, tarot cards reminds me that you were talking about a specific <laughs> deck that you had that I, I really thought oh. sharing that would be really nice along with whatever else you were going to talk about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Okay, so I just got this deck um, like a month ago, and I really like the artwork in it. It's um, by Lucy Cavendish, and the artwork is by Lady Victoria, and it's called the Solitary Witch Oracle. And um, they do have a card for uh, Luna said, and it's um, the theme is forgiveness and justice. And so I'm just going to read the what they have in the book about that because I think it's it's so neat and it's so appropriate for um, for this Sabbath. Okay, so what it says is, the solitary witch knows there are times when she must reweave her world to ready it and to strengthen it for the times ahead. 
do this all alone, for her interactions matter and her reactions and her peace depend to a degree on the peace she makes with others. This is the time of Lunasat. And in many ways, this is a time about righting wrongs, healing conflicts, mending relationships, and preparing for a tougher time ahead by ensuring homes are safe and ready. It also prompts us to look within and see that whatever can be fixed ought to be. We can reach out to make peace or let something go if it cannot be brought to a place of safety and health. We also learn to listen to our deepest selves to know what we may need to make amends for and take action to bring our lives back to a place of balance. The dark soon shall lengthen. We shall reap what we have sown. And we can take this moment to be grateful for what we have created that is good and nourishing and creative. And two, we can observe what we may have contributed to that, to that is not so. We forgive, we make amends, we let go, and we prepare ourselves for the winter of the soul and of the hearth dwelling ahead of us. We can speak with Lou, the great Celtic, Celtic god of the son of Smithcraft, of many skills and talents, and ask for assistance in doing what must be done. Put what you need no longer away for the winter, but first cleanse it, repair it, or let it go. Be free as you walk into the winter darkness and share what you have created with others so that the bounty can bless the entire community. So I just thought, you know, I I just thought that's so, you know, so timely and so fitting. Um, so it's, you know, taking action to, you know, balance, um, bring balance and good feelings between people who matter to you. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being willing to let go or give away or, you know, um, bring about change uh, for what's no longer serving you in a good way. Right. And, and, you know, right. yeah. So that's, you know, that's that internal harvest, um, making things right, you know, on the outside and, and bringing balance. That's beautiful. And, yeah. and as, as you pointed out, it's, it's, it in itself is its own ritual, you know. I mean, we have the rituals for this time, specifically whether they come from your particular police system or you've, mm-hmm. you know, grown into others and you've added and, you know, as I, as I have said, you've added things or you've moved on to another space. But mm-hmm. ultimately what you just spoke was really incredible about the whole process because harvest is also um, mm-hmm. part of forgiveness and for, um, you know, forgiving that we're going to rip up this plant and take the stuff out of it. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> right. forgiveness for, you know, the actions that are taking place, uh, you know, kind of pretty <laughs> sometimes brutal if you're looking at the plant's point mm-hmm. of reference. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the actual um, putting it into another form, changing the energy and bringing mm-hmm. it into, you know, either a pie or bread or whatever it is, and then, right, you know, right. engaging in communal activity of enjoying this thing. So you've, you've done the same thing, but you've done it in um, physical form, but you are also doing it in the spiritual and, you know, the emotional mental form by what you just mm-hmm. said. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um yeah, I I like the correlation, you know, between um, everything that we do really makes an impact whether we realize it or not. And um, I think that, you know, doing the, the inner work as well as like just attending to what is going on outside of us is really what brings mm-hmm. balance. You know, because sometimes mm-hmm. I can, you know, I know myself – um, and I've heard other people say you can get so busy with like the outside world and the the material, you know, the to do list, mm-hmm. the this mm-hmm. and that or whatever, and just um, 
I know that for myself, if I don't take that time out to kind of take stock of what's going on and kind of checking in with myself, um, I can get, you know, kind of lose lose touch with what I'm truly feeling or what I'm, what my thoughts really are about something. Um, right. And, yeah. So I know so, one of the uh, things is um, kind of switching here, but um, mm-hmm. I know one of the ways that people celebrate a lunasa is by baking bread, and I am not—I'm <laughs> uh, not a good baker or or chef or anything like that. But do do you ever bake bread? No. Uh, let me put it to you this way: After my daughter um, grew up, and I, uh, she went off to do her thing. I stopped being mm-hmm. a cook, as per se, and never really did baking uh, in that way. But um, I do have a lot of friends. Ooh, Elvira, you're just like me. Yeah, I'm just like no, no. I try, <laughs> I try my best to not have to cook, but. <laughs> You know, a little bit yeah. here and there I do, but not too much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think, so you know, what I heard um, somebody talking about is that when they were making the bread, um, that they would um, knead it, and then as it would rise, or as they were kneading it and then allowing it to rise, they would, you know, envision that, you know, their prosperity or abundance would rise with the dough. And I thought, oh, that's so cool, except I don't make bread, but... <laughs> But I'll have I to get somebody that I know to make some, and we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There you go. No, it's it, um, – and I came from a family where my mother baked things and made things from scratch and, you know, all of that. And my brother actually has taken on that whole thing, and he does that. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, great, that's not me. So you've carried on the family tradition. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, no, I, I totally – I totally understand, and I think for us, you know, the the utilizing something that may not necessarily be the baking of bread, but, you know, <laughs> the construction of, you know, some kind of, um, well, even like berries, you know, you, you pick berries and, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you know, you create something simple with that. It's the idea mm-hmm. of the energy of turning it into sustenance even though, mm-hmm. you know, bread has a whole, there's a whole chemistry about it, um, making it mm-hmm. or making food from scratch. But um, I think, <laughs> you know, and we, you know, there are two different ways that Lugnasa gets, you know, I don't want to say celebrated, but there's a, more of a connection. Mm-hmm. Like people in country and, you know, I'm in mm-hmm. country. I have country around me and a lot of people you know, put out gardens and then pick things and then bring things in and use them to cook with. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's more of a connection of the harvest, whereas people in the Mm -hmm. city, which used to be me back in California, um, Mm -hmm. it it was disconnected because we were in, you know, we would go to the grocery store and we would go to the bakery and, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. But until we started experiencing more recently, and this is what I thought interesting, was the, the concept of lack, that if we went to the grocery store and more recently there weren't enough eggs, you know, because of right. the circumstances of production. So even though we are more, civ- I don't want to say civilized, we're more uh, commercialized, um, mm-hmm. it's still there is a certain amount of experiencing a lack if the harvest time isn't good for one reason or another. And so people in cities, even though they celebrate it and they do it, they can have a reference point to the lack of that process of sustenance versus somebody who experiences it from the actual ground not producing or the blight of the the um, the plants or something like that. So, um mm-hmm. I did want to bring that up because we, you know, you, you know, we are, we do have different ways to see this, this um, belief system and, and ritual mm-hmm. and different ways of doing it. And there are a lot of different, um, there are a lot of different Wicca, witchcraft, pagan uh, groups that celebrate 
it <laughs> slightly differently for one reason or another. We don't, mm-hmm. I think, have a time frame to do that. But just to say that there is the common thread. There is still that common thread mm-hmm. that we have talked about earlier within the concept of different cultures, different countries, different places. But it's done mm-hmm with a certain perspective and I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you were going to talk something more about um, the rituals and things. So, because we're coming to um, 15, sure. 14 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, there are simple ways to, to celebrate uh, Lunasa and um I think one of the one of the ways is just spending some time in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, if you have an affinity for the Fae, um, you might want to leave out a little offering to them. Um, some people will, if they bake bread, which I don't, so I would probably just buy some really good bread, <laughs> you know, and and put a little out um, in the garden for the Fae. Um, I've heard, um, oh, something um, I've done in the past is, especially well, up up in the Northwoods, um, where I think that I really feel like a connection to the Fae up there, I will put like a little um, little offering, um, either cream or um, a little piece of bread or something, at the four corners of the property. Um, mm-hmm. Although I think my dog Loki probably runs up there and gets some of it, but... Um, <laughs> But I think that that, you know, <laughs> that is uh, kind of a traditional thing to do around that time. And um, mm-hmm. also, even if you're not much of a, a chef, I think a lot of the rituals I've gone to, we do um, where everybody brings a dish to share um, or mm-hmm. even just, you know, sharing a meal with family or friends. But, um, yeah, I wanted to bring up, like, just a little um, – a little ritual that you can do alone or with a group uh, for llamas. And um, as this is like a time of reaping what we have sown in the physical world, um, mm-hmm. as well as in the mental you know, or emotional and spiritual realm, um, I thought that this would remind us like to be mindful of what, what we plant out there. And so for this ritual... Um, I would have us plant blessings. And so basically what I would do is just have um, have you, you know, cast a circle and then call the quarters and invite the deities to your, to your circle um, and make, you know, whatever offerings that you're going to make at that time. And then for the ritual part of it is I would, I'm calling this like the gratitude blessing ritual or harvest celebration. And so um, it's kind of meditative. And so I would just have you, um, whether you're by yourself or in a group, um, to stand with your feet firmly on the ground and, you know, take a deep breath and just slow your breathing down. And as you breathe in, just see like the universal energy flowing through the top of your head um, and moving down through your body, out through the bottom of your feet, and just kind of clearing away all unwanted energy and cleansing and clearing and balancing your entire being. And then ground it, you know, lots of times, especially if I'm really stressed, you know how you're visualizing grounding and you're seeing roots and it's going down into the earth. And sometimes if if I've been really stressed, it's like, ground, 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 you know, my energy just seems like it's going down, down, down into the earth. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, till it finally comes back up. Um, and then see that, you know, um, that cleared, um, transformed energy rising up through you. And, um, you know, like doing that simple action kind of gets you into balance and kind of helps you to open up to the potential of anything being possible. And so then I would have you take another deep breath to kind of anchor yourself to the earth, but also to this present moment in time. Um, and I always kind of think of us as being in, the, in a quantum field where we're all, we're all connected to each other. We are all connected in some way. And um, 
So I would have you, you know, just get quiet and think of one thing that you are truly grateful for and just form an image of that in your mind's eye. Then I'd have you bring your cupped hands together in front of you and allow the energy from that image in your mind's eye to run down your arms and out, forming a ball of energy that you're now holding between your hands. You know, and just hold it there for a minute and allow the energy within that ball to grow by seeing or sensing it, you know, see that image as detailed as possible in your mind and then release it through your hands. And you can even name that ball of energy um, and just fuel it with the intention of going out into the world. Um, Then when you feel ready, just throw that ball of energy up and out into the world to become a blessing upon others and with the intention that it goes to those who are most in need of it. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, in the days following that, um, you might want to write, you know, in your book of shadows or journal about the energy that you sent out. Um, and don't hold any expectations because, just, but pay attention because I think that you will be surprised in the following days of unexpected blessings entering your own life. Um you know, with um, and you can practice. This is like a little ritual that you can practice at any time. But I think that um, just setting that intention that it go out to whoever needs it the most, and just you know, I think it, that's a good way to uh, to sow something really positive. You know, and then um, you will you know as you move along, reap, reap that back into your own being, in your own life. Um, And so, you know, then afterwards, you know, I would um, say farewell to the deities, farewell to the quarters, and then open up the circle. And um, and don't forget to ground your energy again, you know, afterwards. Um, I know when I, (laughs) earlier on when I first started um, doing a lot of ritual and, um, um, just different various witchcraft practices. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was kind of like haphazard about my grounding, and I found that after a while, I felt like a space cadet. <laughs> I just, you know, mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. be just mm-hmm. really, you know, <laughs> very, very ungrounded. And um, yeah, so I always re- recommend anytime you do any kind of like an energetic work like that, just to take your time and. Um, and just, you know, and just ground again to see that energy going through you, you know, flowing through your body and out of the bottoms of your feet into the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Other things that you can do if you feel ungrounded is to just go, you know, and, you know, stand on the earth, or you know, with your bare feet or um, if you like gardening or planting things, you know, working with the earth, um, actually getting your hands into the dirt and stuff like that really does help. Um, with grounding. <laughs> right, right, definitely, oh. definitely. So, very yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It is, it is. Aww. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's funny because you were saying that and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> going to do that. I may not do that specifically tonight. I may do it tomorrow morning as a as a morning ritual but it really feels uh-huh. like the right thing to do. So, and technically, uh, Lamas <laughs> is, is you know August first, August second. They're kind of like depends mm-hmm. on again going back to the cultural right. point of reference, the traditional point of reference when it officially is celebrated. Mm-hmm. As you know, sometimes it's like a five day process. It's not just a one day process. So. Yes, yes. And I, I um, I think I heard that um, that the um, this festival would last from the, the the first grain that was cut to the last grain, and so who knows yeah. how long that took? You know, that might have been a week or ten, a number of days. <laughs> exactly, because of the reasoning yeah. behind first harvest and then completing that the first the harvest of the first set of things. It takes a while. It isn't like 
we have now where they just take a, a machine and they just zoom through and they can probably do <laughs> pretty much a, a, a medium-sized, you know, right. plot of land in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they mm-hmm. kind of have that. So, but, yeah. um, and I, I did, you know, you mentioned <laughs> corn dolly and I swear ever since I started doing this years ago, it's become, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to get it so that I can get my granddaughter to participate. I'm hoping my daughter, because I have to do it in the next few days, to try and get mm-hmm. it so that they can all enjoy doing this. Because I thought, you know, I've always loved doing it. I've always had one, as I say, for years. And, you know, I was in one of the things I was doing, it was talking about how to do it. And I'm going, that's exactly how I do it. Because I didn't necessarily have some kind of prescribed like diagrams on what to do back when I started. And I'm like, well, at least I know I must have been doing something right because there's the picture of how I do it. (laughs) So for, you know, some kind of a magical talisman, you know, that you use for prosperity and and all of that. And then return it Mm -hmm. the following year to the earth to, you know, put it out in the the earth to replenish and move it mm-hmm. forward. So, yeah, that's something I'm going to do. Um, and I think we're we're getting ready for our last last bitty bits of everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I know this goes by so fast. It's amazing. Yeah. So um, I figure I'm going to let you kind of talk about, you know, next, next week. I'll let you kind of introduce that oh. so we can – from there and then say our goodbyes I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, um the theme this month is um is harvest and next week we will be talking about abundance and prosperity. And it kind of is a nice uh nice flow <laughs> into the next topic. Um yeah. abundance and prosperity. So yeah. You're getting ready to wrap up here. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, actually, the last thing I want to say is that, you know, your your ritual, we so need that energy out in the world right now, whether it's the state mm-hmm. we're in, the country we're in, or the countries that are around us. That really yeah. set a, a big, you know, a big aha for, for all of us to try and remember to do something like that, even if it's not specifically llamas, but thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for saying that. It, yeah. I think that lots of times there's, you know, you just don't know how much you might impact somebody just by, you know, giving them a smile or, um, holding, holding the door for them or, you know, something that, um, lots of times I think that we get so focused on, you know, driving ahead and getting, you know, getting everything done or whatever that we don't we're not really present you know with what's right what's going on or what the people around us and um yeah yeah so that's we a good to point say our goodbyes. it looks like our time <laughs> our our keeper is reminding us so i will yeah. <laughs> say have a wonderful wonderful week and we will see you on the radio next week on my side and i hand it to you to close Sounds good, Elvira. Yep, looking forward to next week. But for now, um, goodbye, witch on, witch well, and witch wisely. Till next week. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet 
Merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Hello, we're Partnership Health Plan of California. We've been around for over 25 years, partnering with local doctors, your neighbors, maybe even you. Partnership is who we are. We're your partner in checkups. In telehealth. In cancer screenings. In prenatal care. In healthy families. We're your partner in Medi-Cal. We're your partner in health. Visit us at partnershiphp.org. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.